Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are, it's something. And welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host. And with me all the way across the cold and windy Atlantic Ocean is the gold standard and ghost hunter and all-around good guy, Mr. Steve Parsons. It's quite nice here, the weather. It's warm, balmy. Good, good, good. When well, you say balmy, what is balmy in, in the UK? Uh, well, it's currently about uh, 16 Celsius. 16 Celsius, which is, oh, God, I hate Celsius. Mid-60s. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's nice. That's what it's here. Yep. Did you, get stark, that, obviously. did you get that windy weather that we had? For, we had windy yeah. weather. When did well, you, you know what? We, well, the last few days, because what had happened was one of the, one of the big storm scouts. It won't be here yet, then. Stalled off the uh, coast, and uh, we had another... Uh, front from the other side, so it never allowed the rain to get in, but it just got extremely windy. And we're, give, we're looking give us, give us a few more days because it normally uh, it normally makes its way across the Atlantic. Yeah, we we have a little bit different though because sometimes we have uh, Canadian stuff that comes down, and we have the oh, you don't want that up, Canadian so. stuff. Yeah, so it's oh, it works bad. out. No, it's good actually sometimes because it cleans out the air sometimes. But anyway, nevertheless. But, okay. uh, you'll end up like you'll end up voting for Pierre Trudeau next. Pierre Trudeau, I doubt it. It's well, whatever. Anyway, um, we uh, okay. So any, anyways, um, I see the. Uh, I was thinking about that. I just was trying to figure out something, but it, no, never mind. Anyways, um, Parliament. Uh, Prince Charles gave the address to Parliament. That was kind of neat, huh? Uh, well, it's been done before. Um, not by not Charles, too many times. But... No, uh, this is the third time that uh, Queenie's not given the state opening of Parliament speech. Mm-hmm. But we have provision, you know. Mm-hmm. The Queen, like, like, well, not like the US president, but no. there is no discontinuation in, in the British monarchy. So... There is never a period when we are without a monarch. It's a, an instantaneous transition, and of Sometimes course, more than one. That's happened, um, and of course, the Queen, who is in good health but has mobility issues, yeah. like the Pope, like the Pope, um, it, and we want her to be, you know, in fine form for the Jubilee, which is coming up in about three or four weeks' time. Oh, is it really? Yeah. 70, 70th uh, Platinum Jubilee. The I think it's the first one ever. Yeah, it's the longest running monarch in yeah. Europe, I think. Um, I think. Yeah, no, definitely definitely in, the, in the UK, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely Europe. Yeah. Um, 
I think we're getting up there on the world stage as well. I, I would think so. I would think so. I mean, most most of them get bumped off somewhere along. I mean, the line. there's a, there's probably a few Chinese, um, Japanese, Chinese. Yeah, emperors yeah. Who those are what I was thinking of too. But yeah, but, you know, no, there's, yeah, there's always I don't know, but seventy years. I mean, you That's know, pretty damn good, right? And she's she still does a lot, a lot of um, work by Zoom, and um, mm. it's just her mobility. So yeah. she's been advised because of the state opening of parliament. What a mm. lot of people don't realize is that when she gets out of the carriage, it's about a half mile walk up and down all the corridors Ooh, before she finally gets to sit down on the throne. And mm. they said to her, now nah, it's probably a bit too far for you. And she's an intensely, apparently uh, intensely proud and doesn't want to be seen mm. using wheelchair. Sort of like Roosevelt was. Kind of like Roosevelt was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Charles and uh, William, they they acted as standing, mm-hmm. but not I saw regent. Camilla there too. Yeah, Camilla was there, but not as regent. There no, no, I just difference. I just saw her there. That's all. Yeah. No, I mean Charles was not the regent. Um, we don't have a regent. A regency is when there is a monarch who is incapable of reigning and. Mm. The next in line would step forward or a nominated member of, you know, uh, the government or something would act as a regency. Yeah, we that have happened to do that. Yeah, that has happened in our history. Yeah. But um, she's very much our queen. But on this occasion, she said to Charles, you know, you're not doing anything else. Stop talking to the flowers. And um, <laughs> he loves his wildlife. He does. As well as she loves her horses, so what can we say? But well, we we have we here in the states we have the vice president, and and it's happened many occasions. In fact, it just happened recently. Uh, whenever the president is incapacitated, uh, then the vice president is takes over immediately. For instance, Biden had some operation; they had to put him under for a little bit, so the reins automatically went to Kamala while he was asleep, and yet, surprisingly, the country's still here, too. So, that's pretty good stuff. You mean, he's, you mean he's, he woke up? Yeah. Do you remember the last show when we had Chucky uh, thing yeah. on there? We had a little thing. He, he got like all his peony in the bunch on that one. <laughs> I didn't know he was. Uh, I mean, how how can you tell whether Biden's awake or asleep? <laughs> okay. Hey, I saw I saw this neat article on it on, uh, and I wish I. Remember. What's that got to do with the paranormal? It exactly has to do with the paranormal <laughs> because it talks about the royal family and how it had little little interviews with each of them and said uh, if they you know what what they saw and, and a lot of them talked about ghosts they saw growing up and it was the oh whole there are there are there are books um i have a couple on the shelf upstairs the rather uh, i mean there are ghosts in the white house but inevitably there are um many of the royal palaces are haunted and these mm-hmm. people live in the royal palaces and i think there are not many members of the current royal family and indeed going all the way back to um at least Victoria. Mm. Uh, I mean, Victoria was known to uh, dabble in spiritualism. Yes, that's that's a fact. Yeah. Um, it's uh, Charles. I know has seen has seen like ghosts. Lincoln's 
wife. Um, I know that Charles has seen ghosts. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the the Queen, but I do know that Philip, Prince Philip, mm-hmm. um, and Prince and Charles, did too, I believe too. I don't know for for certain, but I do know for certain. I wish I could remember Prince, this article. Oh, Prince sorry, Philip sorry. and Prince Charles both have an interest in ghosts and, and, and that sort of phenomena. And Philip in particular, I think, had quite an extensive library on the subject. Did he really? Um, I, I was fortunate enough, God, it must be 15, no, yeah, approaching 15 years ago, to have done, um, I was involved in a media uh, production. It was actually for one of the uh, national newspapers here in Britain. And it was a feature on a well-known stately home that was haunted. And the it's in Gloucestershire. And the I was there with uh, a reporter from the from the newspaper, and we'd been there for most of the the afternoon, and we were due to spend most of the night there. And um, the owner of the stately home said, "Do you mind? You know, we'll be having food soon, and you're welcome mm-hmm. to join us. Do you mind um, if 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 a guest drops in?" And well, I said, it's not our, our place to object to anything. Yeah. So we, we, we trundled down to the kitchen and food was served and there was a knock on the door and this gentleman came in wearing um, a flat hat and a barber jacket and blue jeans. Uh, well, yeah, I like blue jeans. Um, and introduced himself as, you can call me Charles. And he is their next door neighbour. And we we spoke for, he showed great interest in the subject and uh, was talking about some of the experiences uh, at some of the royal palaces, notably Glam's, Holyrood uh, in Scotland and uh, Buckingham Palace. Really? So, uh, so yeah. I, I was in the fortunate position to to have um, a one-to-one chat with the heir to the throne um, on on that exact subject. That's pretty good. That was very good. As you can imagine, you can imagine, though, that it's like, well, you know, when he walked through the door, it was like, how do you deal with this situation um, you know, I have never known you to. <laughs> what do you call him? Um, and he said, you know, oh, just call me Charles. Okay, Chucky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, nobody else called him Your Royal Highness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he was off duty, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as it transpired, he he regularly dropped in because he was the next door neighbour, his estate and their estate, oh, and cool. they were friends. The owner of the stately home was the Lord Lieutenant of the county. Um, in fact, Princess Anne didn't live very far away. Mm. Um, and he had got wind of why we were there, and he himself was interested in, and popped in. Oh, so, that's yeah. cool. One of those weird moments that you look back on and think, did that really happen? You know, is is that the way life is? You have so many really well, cool you know, experiences sometimes we, we, that you never expect you're going to have. 
Well, we live in a world of, you know, Instagram and, and WhatsApp and Face Face Twitter yeah, and yeah, and everybody's, you know, just you know, some of these Paris celebrities, they everything from their breakfast, their lunch to what they're doing next, which cool place they're doing next, and they're they're telling all of their followers. I'm thinking it ne- it's never occurred to me um, because it just doesn't seem appropriate. Uh, you know, I would never think of, you know, if it happened tomorrow, I wouldn't take out a phone and go, Hey, look guys, a selfie with Prince Charles or I know you just don't do it. You just, you're not there to do that or to, you know, grand, um, big yourself up, um, to your fans and followers, but you know, before we get on to anything else, and it is related to the paranormal. I, I do want to. I, I do have one more thing I want to talk about the royal okay, family. Okay, well, so let's move yeah. on from that. No, I'm, I get... I'm, stick, I'm still sticking with this idea of um, social media just for a minute. Okay, sure. I Go see ahead. loads of you know on my Twitter feed and I'm social media feed. I do see a lot of Paris celebrities, male, female, British, American, European. Is that what you call them? And what they call them and um themselves they it does seem to be that you have to comment on every little thing Mm -hmm. every little conference you go to they even tweet about responses to previous tweets there was one today within the last hour from an american para celebrity i guess Mm -hmm. and um this person said oh the things that people say when they find out you're spooky. Whatever. And then, you know, it's just making a noise, isn't it? Do you do you think a lot of people get involved in this paranormal because they're hoping to get their claim, the fame? Yes, undoubtedly. The way forward, there are two ways to be a good paranormal investigator or to be perceived as a good paranormal investigator. The first way is results driven. You get out there, you do the job, you do the job well, and people recognize that you can do the job well. Mm -hmm. It gets you a little recognition. If you want a lot of recognition, don't have to do anything except get on social media and tell people how great you are. Yeah. that's. And they have a far bigger profile than, you know, I'm terrible at managing social media because Uh, I, I don't put stuff about, you know, what, what I did, where I'm going, who I'm Mm -hmm. seeing. Not like some people we know. Not like quite a few people we know. (laughs) One in particular I was thinking of. Well, you know, these people have mastered the game of social media. Mm. You know, they get recognition from the paranormal community. And in a lot of cases, this recognition isn't actually for doing anything at all. Now, there are some people that do stuff and use social media. But there are a lot of people who don't do very much apart from say they are good. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like it's, that's kind of like you know these paranormal 
uh, I like to call them amusement parks, but, you know, places like Eastern State Penitentiary. And, you know, they're basically converted for mm -hmm. ghost hunting. That's what they are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's that's their claim to fame. And, and uh, you know, people always ask me, Do you, you know, have you investigated Eastern State Penitentiary? Have you investigated this? It's like, no, I have. Actually, I have no interest in doing it, quite frankly. Uh, you know, been, it's been done so many times by so many things. There's so much stuff out there that, like, you don't have to go to a paranormal hotspot to to find uh, paranormal activity. It occurs in everyday lives of everyday people. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they witness what they witness and believe what they weave. So to me, those are the ones that are far more intriguing than, than the ones that are splattered all over social media and, and other places. Uh, but, you know, it's, it just seems people like that. And they can make money on it too. So there you go. Well, we have them over here in the UK as well. We have yeah. East, you know, we have 30 East Drive in Pontefract, the Pontefract, Poltergeist, and we have Woodchester Mansion, and we have, you know, there is a, a hierarchy of locations. And you have uh, lots of people doing ghost stuff on Facebook, right? And every, uh, yeah. Um, and every single week we have groups, you know, oh, I can't wait. I'm going to East Drive. I'm going to Woodchester. Mm -hmm. um, you know, what advice should I get? What? Do, and then the following, you know, following their visit, they're putting on their photographs and video clips and EVP sound clips, mm -hmm. and claiming that they've just managed in one visit to achieve more evidence than the SPR have managed in 150 years. There you go. There Can't you go. That, you know. All right. So I, I do want to answer into one more thing. We were talking about the the royal family and, and mm. hauntings, mm. And, and according to this article, that and the I've fact seen, that they're also lizards. Yeah, I know that, but that's that's another story. You know. According to somebody. Yeah, and the yeah. earth is flat too, but you know that's yeah. the way it is. Uh, it says Elizabeth II, who is the current uh, queen, right? God bless her. Yep. And her sister Margaret have claimed to seen the ghost of. Elizabeth the first uh, spotted in the library at uh, Buckingham Palace. So this is according to this article. Well, and, uh, well, this. Oh, at Windsor, like, Windsor Castle. I'm sorry. I was going to say, yeah, wouldn't have been Buckingham I, Palace. It didn't yeah, exist. No, no, I, um, I, that was uh, much, much later. Um, I, I, I do have a book upstairs uh, called the Prince and the uh, the Prince and the Paranormal. Really, upstairs, um, you're not you're not broadcasting in your office. No, not tonight. Oh, that's something different. Carry on. Um, um and it it talks about you know lots of members of the royal family's experiences, but not just you know not just the present generation. You know, mm -hmm. um, her mother, the Queen Mother, mm -hmm. um, had had paranormal experiences. George the fifth and Edward the seventh. Uh, the Earl Mountbatten. That it, it kind of. I mean, they are the root of British history and probably a lot of world history too. Uh, sure. I mean, you know, they were also the heads of state of the Americas until relatively recently, when you decided to go with shake the them off, shake them yeah. off. Big mistake. Which is a big mistake. Yes, I agree yeah. with you. Big okay. mistake. Big mistake. I agree. We could have a and, queen. Uh, we could have Downton Abbey. You could have. Have you, have you, have you, 
Is it new new pictures, movie movies coming out on the twentieth. We're all excited. Oh, it's not. Out, it's not out over there yet. No, no, no. You know, it, it, this is the state, so you know, they, uh, okay. we don't get it's it right over here. Yeah, I know. Okay. We know. Yeah. Trust me, I know. I get it all. I'm, I yeah, get no all spoilers. the notices on no down. No, not yet, please. Why you've seen it? No spoilers. Have you seen it? No spoilers. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Is Cat a fan of Downton Abbey? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. Thank you. All right. So, anyways, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, that, that got me to thinking, just as I even said, is that, you know, we we really have no proof that the paranormal exists, but... <laughs> The I know you go on Facebook, you can find lots of proof, but that's me. Uh, but to me, when you when you people have people throwing their um, radios yeah, at the yeah, 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 whatever. Anyways, I, got I got proof. I know, I, I know. You, you all do, and, and God bless you. For, God bless you for having. But you, no matter what you post up there, you know people don't believe what it is because of unfortunately the society we live in and i didn't mean that in a cash version and i'm not trying to tell you not to do your investigating enjoy your investigation do it that's fine and if you can find absolute proof that would be really cool but that being said um and by the way even if you found absolute proof it would be like the same number of people who didn't believe you and not all those are non-believers they are just fellow investigators who are jealous because you got the perfect proof and they would deny it anyway but anyways to or me, it's Joe Nickel. Yeah, it's Joe Nickel. <laughs> or, or who's your guy? Yeah, we, they get, you never got him on the show, too. The other one, uh, the one from the UK. What, uh, Richard Wiseman or Chris? Yeah, it's Richard Wiseman. You were going to get him on because you ran in, but you never did. I would like to see what he is. Interesting. Pick you couldn't one. afford him. I know, I know. That's the way. Nick Pope used to do my show until he became famous, too. But anyway. Anyway, you so. Got, you never got his drinks, Bill. <laughs> So, anyways, to me, it's 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 intriguing that you have people like the royal family, like presidents of in our country, yeah. you know, people who are uh, you could say reputable. Uh, some people like might well, not there are several that. U.S. presidents of um, yes, yes, and, and I'm not just talking ghosts either. Got... Churchill came over and saw somebody. That's but right. The, the thing, the thing is, to me. That is more proof of the paranormal than than some scratchy voices or some pictures or whatever. I mean, well, let me I would, throw you a quick question. I, this is a report so so important. Well, hang on. Let me throw you a question. A quick question, oh, please then. Do. Please do. Does does the fact that several U.S. presidents and serving senators, congressmen, who have claimed to have seen UFOs give more credibility to UFO sightings. Yes, because I believe that they, well, the other one that taught me this, I believe you people ask you whether you believe in ghosts. You always say, I believe people see ghosts. And so it's my same, same religion. I believe these people thought they saw UFOs and they very well could have because UFOs, by the way, uh, doesn't necessarily mean aliens. It just means unidentifying craft. And on the Monday show, I went into a big thing about that because we all 
know that the Nazis during World War II were very much involved in high tech. I mean, they put blasted the first man-made object into outer space. They did rocket engines. They did a whole bunch of other stuff. And, and they were working on many different projects, including flying saucers. And as you know, after the war, we gobbled up their flying tests and the Russians gobbled up their scientists. The Russians got most of the laboratories with the plant, plants and stuff. So Roswell, for instance, uh, where there was uh, a supposed UFO crash, could have very well been, but it doesn't necessarily mean an alien. Uh, you know, our base at Area 51 could have been very well been working on uh, Nazi technology of UFO, I mean, of uh, flying saucers. Or it could have been a Russian prototype of some sort. Or it could have been a weather moon. Who knows? But, you know, it's there are other explanations than jumping and making a leap that it's uh, creatures from outer space. Well, that's maybe why, because isn't, uh, today's the 11th. So wasn't today the first day of the Congress, congressional hearings into unknown aerial phenomena? Oh, there you go. Was it? I, your mind's better than me. I'm I believe it was. I'm really not big into UFOs, so I, yeah. I really no, don't. I, I'm, well, I, I, that's why I said UAPs, which uh, they are aerial phenomena. They're unidentified. But I believe that, believe I believe that. that I believe that there was a, or I, I understand that there's been a congressional hearing now been convened. Mm -hmm. I think today, May the 11th, was the first day of that. In fact, I was oh, that's good. just before we came on air, I was scrolling through the news feed to see if there had been anything. No, no, we were, they were busy with uh, with uh, the abortion thing and, and uh, Trump, uh, the uh, riots in the Capitol. So, uh, yeah, they were, uh, they were kind of busy with that. Not the fact you know. that Trump is coming back onto Twitter. I know I thought that was funny, but you know. <laughs> whatever. Uh, okay, so well, there's two two new countries joining NATO. What? Yeah. Oh, Expect Finland and Sweden. Sweden and Finland are expected yeah. to join. In fact, Britain today signed a mutual defence pact with Sweden and Finland. Who's your prime minister over there now? Boris. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody hates him, though. Uh, no, they don't. Really? No. Everybody. That's the everybody, impressions we get. <laughs> well, the media like to hate Boris mm. because they like to call the shots and they like to. But in reality, I think the majority of the public outwardly. I mean, the man is he's kind of like tw uh, Trump in some ways. I know, I know. <laughs> he's good at getting the job done, but he can't do it without putting his foot in it every two his mouths. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I agree with you. Yeah, his policies are fine, but his delivery of them leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, he's such a big figure that that's what people just hate him for. You know, I mean, if yeah. if yeah, Trump probably would have got away like Reagan. Um, when he started off as president, oh, we can't have an actor as a president. This man, you know, he's Hollywood. He's Hollywood. He did fabulous job. He's... And yeah. now he's recognized as one of Americans. Now, Trump could have followed suit, but he had Twitter. Well, unfortunately, we have a break, so we'll have to uh, end it on that. Anyways, you're listening to, well, if you're still listening, to Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Steve Parsons and Ryan Colton right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circle the Wisdom 386, Merrimack Street, Stewart, Massachusetts, and the Glant Messier Family Library, 15 I Street, North Andover, Massachusetts, and our good friends on uh, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. We'll be right back. 
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parrax family. You're listening to the second part of the first half of tonight's two-hour Ghost Chronicles special, brought to you by the Paranormal Tea Party. Huh? 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 Moving on. What the, what the hell is that? Anyways, we're brought to you uh, by our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, and uh, you can become a member and get access to you know this court. I don't know, thirty videos on there now, and also. Uh, uh, you can get a copy of the Ghost Chronicles, the magazine, which you can only get there right now. So there you go. Um, it, it's intriguing, but, you know, I've been, I, since I've known you, Steve, and I have to truly admit this, that I've become much more pragmatic than I used to be. <laughs> uh, I remember the early magazine articles. Yeah, and 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 in all fairness, uh, but you know, I, I still think I'm like Mulder in a way that, well, I always been like, I, I mean, when Maureen and I used to hang out, I was always Scully anyway. She always called me Scully, but, uh, and 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 Mulder's posters where it says I want to believe, and 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 that's the way I can't kind of am. I really want to believe, but I haven't really seen anything to. You know, make me believe. I get all this stuff, and 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 I and I find it interesting. And uh, people on Facebook, they do have a lot of interesting things, and you, and you look at it. But is it enough to make you jump over to you know take that next step up to you know go into that? that I don't know. It's 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 weird, but uh, I think I, it depends on the nature of the subject. I mean, uh, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you you know my view on on ghosts. Um, yeah. I, I'm a bit of a fence sitter. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, because... I already gave you your famous quote just earlier in the yeah, show. That's yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if we switch to something like the Loch Ness monster, oh, I love the Loch Ness monster. I'm I'm I've climbed off the fence a little bit because I definitely Ooh. do uh, think that there are large. I definitely do believe that there are large 
animals that live in oh. the seas around us and in this the lakes. This is where you're playing on words, you know that, right? No, no, that we no. don't yet know about. Oh, because um, last time I talked to you, you were all into the giant eel theory. Well, yeah, I mean, that's my personal theory. Uh, it's, one that, it, what, it, it's one that does. So you haven't made yet. the leap yet. It's one that fits the evidence that we have uh, have of. presented. It doesn't, it doesn't fit a hundred Well, there's lots of things where where you're reliant on subjective testimony. Mm-hmm. It doesn't quite fit a hundred percent. I mean, most witnesses to crimes might describe the assailant. Yeah, we know, know that that the human is a is a evidence. Yeah. Human witness testimony yeah. is poor evidence. Exactly. But they get a lot of things, you know, a lot of the, the testimony. If you start building a picture based on several. Exactly. Things, That's where you go. Coming in. And, okay. and what we do have with sea monsters and lake monsters, and there are certain ones in particular mm-hmm. um, where you do have. A strong case for there being something there. Now, we don't de- we don't yet know what it is. And so we can hypothesize and you look at the possibilities and there is some possibilities. I don't for one minute believe, absolutely do not believe that it's a plesiosaur. No. Or or I mean, I this, agree week, with you there. this week just gone, we've just had um, an eminent scientist say that he believes that the Loch Ness Monster is nothing more than a whale waving its penis in the air. Ah, uh, yeah, it's a good-sized penis. Well, lucky, it's, lucky bastard. It's, <laughs> you, you, you think about, well, I mean, his Are argument. Are there whales in the Loch Ness Monster? In, in the no, Loch- no. And it doesn't fit any of the, <laughs> the, the witness accounts because, mm-hmm. you know, underneath the whale, Underneath, sorry, underneath the whale's penis, however large it might be, is an even bigger bloody whale, which would go <laughs> noti- would, would which would be noticed. Yes. And and they're usually not serpent shaped, by the way, whales. And well, the other thing is they breathe air, mm-hmm. which means that it would spend an inordinate amount of time on the surface. The world's currently no largest known living mammal, in fact, the world's largest known ever living mammal, the blue whale. You know, you think it's it might be big. It can be up to 100 and something feet long, but the oceans are even bigger and deeper. And yet we know that they're there mm-hmm. because they spend a lot of time on the surface. But look how long it took us to find the giant squid. Yeah, because they don't spend a lot of time on the surface. You and know, if, you, if it's not if it's not going to, you know, if it's a whale, sort of sloshing around, waving its bits in the air, it's going to be it's going to be noticeable, isn't it? And so, you, you would have thought that this scientist would have considered the obvious that, possibilities first. What, that, kind, what kind of scientist was this, by the way? A geologist. Uh, no, I think he was a, bi- a, a biologist, but I think he was really? drunk. I think yeah, he was drunk. Probably. So let me ask, I got to ask you this before we go on, and I do want to continue on this subject, is that you, you called the whale's penis bits, and yet you, you often people bring you bits and pieces. What's the difference? I don't get it. Um, 
they are the bits and pieces of a whale. No. Are they really? It's just, it's just the way we English speak. You know, oh, okay. um, it, it can be that it can be it, it's it's um, it refers to the so it's like a euphemism. A youth, it's yeah, it's a euphemism for you know the bits. Okay. You know, it, it can refer to both sexes or to any any part. You know, mm-hmm. of of the genitalia. Um, you know, we wouldn't use those necessarily to one another. Um, we would use more slang words, but mm-hmm. bits is more polite. Okay. So uh, last week we were, we talked a little bit. Uh, we were going to talk in the sleep servants, and, and we we didn't get to it. But uh, you posted the latest video from the yeah, lock. It came out a couple of days before last week's show. Um, uh-huh. Couple of What's tourists. your thoughts on it? Well, I've watched it now three or four times, mm-hmm. and. Um, I, I don't have an immediate explanation for it. Okay. There are people that said, you know, I was reading some of the comments and went, oh, it's a boat. Oh, it's a duck. Oh, it's. Boris. But none, but none of them. I mean, I've seen um, I've been to the lock and I've seen I've stood on that, that very close to where the video was, was shot. In fact, not just stood there, spent hours standing there in the hope of, of seeing something unusual. Um, and I've seen boats and I've seen boat wakes and I've seen wind uh, Vs and ducks and all manner of other stuff. And it doesn't seem to be the same as, as anything that I'm familiar with. Now, I'm no expert on the lock, um, but I respect those who have spent a great deal of time up there. Um, so it was interesting to me that Steve Felton, who is one of the, is that gentleman that moved up there, um, oh, it must be 30 something years ago now, and has lived on the shores of the lock for most of those 30 years in a little converted uh, camper van, Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it didn't impress him. Oh, interesting. Which I thought, yeah, that was my response, which was, but, well, that's unusual because. Well, then again, this could be like I talked about earlier in the show. I didn't get that picture, so I'm not going to be impressed by it. Are you not impressed by it? No, that's what I was saying. That could be his mindset. Like we talk about well, other ghost well, touches well, that post up on there. If you, Even though it might be a good thing because they didn't get it, they're, they're going to poo-poo it. Uh, so that's... Well, to be honest with you, I, I, I've met him on, on two occasions. Mm-hmm. And he he's always in the past, he's always given, you know, credit to those who've... Oh, that's good. Okay. Sure. So, so, you know, I, I kind of give credence to what he said and he's got a lot more experience standing on the lock side but it it just doesn't seem to match um the idea that it was a bird because it doesn't move was uh, was it ever photo analyzed at all i don't know i haven't seen any follow-up on it presumably well that never happens anymore unfortunately why Why? because they've had their five minutes of fame You know, back in back in the 60s and 70s, when the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau existed and they had ringed the lock with cameras every summer for a number of years. And they did radar and sonar and uh, any any photograph or any uh, data that they got was analyzed. 
but nowadays you know the people that that the two tourists there first of all there are two problems firstly now the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau doesn't exist. There is no place um, oh, for people, you know, whereas previously they would send their videos or, or, or cine footage or photographs to the Loch Ness Investigation Bureau. Is there a reason Bureau. why it doesn't exist anymore, Steve? They achieved nothing and money ran out. Uh, when the yeah, money, money ran out. always comes down to money, yeah. Yeah, because they were... They Irish were... Did. Yeah, essentially privately funded, yeah. Um, and now, when you're visiting the loch, and if you captured something, if I captured something, I wouldn't know who to report it to because there's, there is, there is, you could go into the exhibition centre where Adrian Shine, who is notably, you know, one of the 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 big names in monster hunting up at Loch Ness, um, the man is deeply skeptical you know he's he's made that he's come out in public record many many times um and so you kind of you know they, they push these stuff sort of things away what uh, about then, the, an organization like the spr couldn't wouldn't that be something that not that really can... within the spr's remit and cryptozoologists rather disregard the monster um, mm. They're more interested in alien, you know, uh, alien uh, big cats and chihuahua, uh, chihuahuas. Or well, not over here. Over here, yeah. it's black cats. Black cats, okay. Um, which, mm. incidentally, we had uh, back in the summer of 2021, we had mm. two sightings locally of a large black feline. I don't believe, you know, I don't doubt there might be a large black feline here. I really don't. I mean, well, it's it's very possible that something. Well, it, it, yeah. it's some it's something I'm I'm more inclined to believe in. Yeah. Um. So that was back in the summer of 2021, and only mm. uh, I think the day after last week's show, last Thursday, um, I was contacted to say there'd been a sighting within a mile of where I am now. Oh, really? Um, now we're all in, you know, the terrain. You could easily conceal. Um, a large feline. Um, there is plenty of food. I was going to ask you, you need a food source. That's the, the, the key. Low, there is plenty of food. I mean, mm. you know, we live in a farming community. Um, so it's so, been reported bomb animals disappearing or anything like that? Um, the, not that I'm aware of. Um, mm -hmm. I, I do know that there was a lamb supposedly injured in a field uh, about a quarter mm -hmm. of a mile away. Um, but they could eat. It's probably your cat, Steve. Well, no, our cat never goes out. <laughs> but you think, well, you know, why would it? Why would? Because by the description of this thing, it's not mm. that much bigger than a dog. Okay. So it's big for a feline, but not for a. Yeah, you know, we're not dealing with mountain lion, cougar-sized mm -hmm. stuff here. Um, you know, think more puma size. Now, a sheep is a big is a big big animal. Right. Um, whereas it could exist, and there are plenty of squirrels and rats and rodents and badgers and smaller prey mm -hmm. that would be, you know, a perfectly good meal and would easily sustain a medium-sized predator. Yeah. It doesn't need I mean, to eat sheep. 
And here in Massachusetts, we have bobcats that are seen in urban areas. We have, you know, yeah. even um, as much as mountain lions have been seen before. So, yeah. I mean, you know, they can exist. There's no doubt about it. I, I think that they're probably, you know, the balance of probability comes out. There isn't any evidence. There is only grainy video footage and a lot of eyewitness testimony. Mm-hmm. One of the most compelling for me was uh, a businessman I know and I know well, and he's he's one of the most down-to-earth, you know, doesn't really believe in very much unless he sees it with his own eyes. Um, really sort of straight, straight shooting from the hip sort of guy. And um, a few years ago, he, he has a small, a small holding. He has some sheep and he has some, uh, and it was in the middle of lambing season. Now, lambs are small and easy, and easy targets for a predator. And he said uh, one morning he, he um, came down for breakfast and he was sitting drinking coffee, looking out of the window. And he described, he said, within, you know, six feet of me, the other side of the glass was a large black cat, bigger than a German shepherd. Oh, and it had greeny blue eyes and it stared at me and I stared at it and then it slunk off. He said, but, you know, it was a good two and a half feet tall, much bigger than you know, a domestic cat. Yeah. Um, now, he had nothing to gain from that. Absolutely nothing and no reason to to um, make a story up. And he didn't report it to the newspaper, did he? No, no. He, in fact, I think I was the only person he's ever told. So um, he's know, not looking for his five minutes of fame. No, and other witnesses here. We've got, you know, um, the local authority, um, animal welfare people. Mm-hmm. You know, the guy, the country park rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've reported the same for the same sort of animal. And, you know, the terrain is, it's, it's perfectly suited. You've got you know, lots of cover, lots of food. The climate's good. It doesn't snow very often. You know, it's mm-hmm. not, it's got plenty to drink, plenty to eat, plenty of places to hide. So there you go. So, you know, and lot, but despite there being plenty of places to hide, like with the Loch Ness Monster, you also have regular sightings. Um, that you know, from people who aren't looking for cats or monsters, or so yeah, I think those are the sort of things. So, going back to the question you raised before, it depends on the nature of the phenomena. There are certain things that are more likely than others. I, I want to touch on one thing before we get farther, too. Is we talked about the photograph and having verification, uh, you know, that's one thing. We don't see anymore. They shove it on Facebook, and that's the verification. But I mean, even the the coddling fairies, they they sent those photographs out for verification. Yes, At that did. time, they were concerned about authenticity. Where yeah. those photographs were sent to um, the film manufacturer. Yeah, um, and whether they got it right or wrong is another story. But anyways, we don't seem to be. No, we don't. That same same mindset nowadays. It's like, yeah, I put them on both social media. No, yeah, no, you know what they do now. Yeah. We had what? our group's photo analyst have a look at them. Oh, okay. and he's verified that he can't explain them. Yeah, because he used to do wedding pictures. 
if he if he ever did that at all. If he ever did that at all. <laughs> because nowadays, I mean, there are so many people here in the UK, and I'm guessing mm. it's not no different in America. I'm sure it's bought, the same in here. They've bought themselves a good quality digital camera. Uh, they've taken a few reasonable right. pictures with it. Their friends and family have said, oh, you're an ace photographer. And then the next thing, they've got their own Facebook page and they're selling prints. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden they think that they're a photographic expert. Um, and th- within each group, within each paranormal group, you have the tech expert, the resident tech expert. Now, when you look at the qualifications of some of these tech experts, I'll take the our local group, for example. Mm-hmm. One of our local group's resident tech experts, um, his day job is carpentry. That makes sense to me. That makes perfect sense to me, too. Yeah. So if you hear a creak in a house, then you could tell if the wood was creaking or not. No, this, yeah, is the guy that, this is the guy that operates all the tech. Yeah, I know. I know. I was being <laughs> facetious. I was and being you, facetious. And as you, know, as you say to them, so, uh, so what is an electromagnetic field? Well, if you get a spike of more than three, that means that there's a, a ghost presence and ghosts can manipulate the... But what How is do you make a jump to that? <laughs> but, what, but what is an electromagnetic field? Well, it wasn't in the, the book I got on uh, with the uh, ghost uh, pro meter. Well, I was, I was reading a book by a very... Uh, um, respected american paranormal investigator you don't know oh, was it me of, no um, <laughs> you don't hear very much of um this gentleman any longer so mm. there's no point in naming him okay. and it was a book about paranormal tech and he was describing the functions of the laser thermometer okay no and he he described it thus wise now uh, the thermometer shoots out a beam of laser light which bounces off an object and is reflected back to the thermometer and tells the temperature. Tells the temperature, does it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In verbal or how does that work? No, 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 no. And, and you know, the thermometer then registers the temperature based uh, on this beam of, infra- of, of laser light that's been... It's bouncing back. Bouncing back and forth. Now, uh-huh. that beam of light is there just so you know where you're pointing. You're shooting at, exactly. But, you know, his technical description was that it was being used to directly measure the temperature. Mm. Yeah. So sad. This is tech experts for you. I still love the one that I, I saw on uh, TV that, that the... Uh, the uh, the woman had uh, investigated had a laser thermometer and it was uh, there was some guy over there and he said oh I'm feeling cold over here you know I feel cold and she's shooting over there and the guy's walking back to her she says oh look at look at the temperature look at the temperature and he's walking back to her and as he's walking back to her he's walking through the beam and she says oh it's <laughs> reflecting it's going back and forth it's like oh my god please <laughs> yes there are many 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 I I always remember one. Uh, back in my days on Most Haunted, when um, the psychic, Derek, bless mm. him, um, said that he picked up an entity in the corner. There, there was a, a spirit or an entity in the corner of the room. Mm. 
and the parapsychologist stroke investigator on the programme rushed into the corner of the room with an EMF meter and started <laughs> raving it about where, the, where Derek was pointing. Mm. And I said afterwards, why are we using EMF meters? And the parapsychologist said, well, because the EMF can affect the brain. And so why are we over there in the corner? <laughs> no comic. Yeah, supersonic flies. No comment. <laughs> Anyways, uh, wow. One, one day I'll out of time again. Yeah, one day I'll give you a video you can put on our Patreon page. I would love that. I'm always looking for stuff for our Patreon page. And, and yeah, Steve, one day. Steve, I put up some good stuff on there. and uh, Yeah, one day I'll give you this video. It's only available on to our Patreon page. members, so check it out. It's, Become a member. It's like, what, three bucks, which is less than the UK in the UK pound. So there you go. Uh, yeah, it's cool stuff. So anyways, we are getting out of the show, and there were so many back to that sea server. We're never going to get sea servers done, are we? We're going to have to do them next week for sure. Yeah, no, I have a guest next week, so we can't. All right, but, the week after. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, uh, I just came across some some different ones I thought were. Well, I want to do sea serpents, and so we're going to have to do it the week after. Otherwise, we'll start going back onto time slips again. Maybe, maybe we could get a uh, a. Uh... Was it Doc Holliday that famously described? He said that one of his theories about the Loch Ness monster was it was it was time traveling. It was a time traveling dinosaur. Yeah. You know, time traveling is used for everything, from from Sasquatch to uh, yeah. uh, thin. What, what do they call those shadow figures? To uh, Thin mm-hmm. Man, even or whatever mm-hmm. the heck its name was. I mean, w- we use that all the time. Uh, and you know, you always throw a theory out there you can't prove, and then you, you know, you look good. Um, you know, I've been doing be it for tra- years. I've been doing it for years. Yeah, I know. Time traveling. Ever since now, throwing out <laughs> theories that can't prove. Mm. Ever since I met you. <laughs> I, I, okay. You influenced me. I influenced you. Is that what you're saying? Okay. I get it now. Anyway. Uh, the creator of the ecto goggles. <laughs> I will never forgive you for that for the rest as long as I live. Do you know you the have, worst part? Your credibility has absolutely been destroyed. So uh, I have. Uh, I used those exact slides a year ago, um, last, last fall. Yeah. Um, at the, as an SPR webinar. Mm-hmm. Nobody questioned them. See, I mean, that's the thing, because it comes from a good source. Once again, I mean, you, people respect you. I was devastated. You, I respected you at the time. Yeah, and, but, that, <laughs> but the important lesson is, I know, because I know. Some, yeah, just but, because, you know, yeah, you should still. But nobody it. in the SPR raised an eyebrow to it. I thought I, I was, was mesmerized. I thought it was. Cool. I, I was devastated by that. I ate that all up. <laughs> but, Good photograph, though, wasn't it? Sir Arthur Ware. It was great. It was a great presentation. You, you fit it in with all the other stuff that you slipped through, and it was just, you just believed it. I did, anyways. And, you know, well, I'm, I'm going to deny that I didn't lie, believe it. But the, yeah, the reason I believe. If you someone a lie, always wrap it up in the truth. Yeah, I know. You know, I mean, it was the source. The source was was a reputable source. No, it's not the source. It's the delivery. That was the bell, I think, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah. From the dead is here, and we're getting close to the final word. Oh, shit. Did I say that on the air? I got to get the word. It's the final countdown.
I've told that on all the shows now, the final word. So yeah? anyway. Yeah. Even on the affection connection, we do the final word. Don't so. suck. Don't blow. Suck. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So we got what? What was that he wrote? One minute. Okay. Anything you want to add? No. No. Just to ask, who's the show brought to us by? Today is brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 36 Miramax Street, Methuen, Massachusetts, the Glant Messier Family Log, 15 High Street, North End of Massachusetts, and our good friends on Patreon, Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And by the way, speaking about Circle Wisdom, I'm doing a special workshop next Tuesday online, so anywhere in the world, world you can join us. It's called The Power of the Mind. We look at ESP, um, remote viewing, and photo scrying. So anyway... All right, so that was the good. All right, we got to get all stay tuned for our second show, uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ian Kerrigan and myself, and we got to wrap it up. So, famous, uh, what is this? Oh, the last word. All right. So, um, today's last last word is brought to you by Queen Marie Antoinette after she accidentally stepped on the foot of the executioner when she went to the guillotine. She said. Pardon me, sir. I did not do that on purpose. And that's the last word. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good luck.